Welcome to another Agri Epicenter seedling session. Uh, these seedling sessions offer an opportunity to all Agri Epicenter members to showcase and share their technology or offering, discuss a current topic, and enthuse and encourage collaboration. Uh, good afternoon, and welcome to today's seedling session with the Agri Epi. Um, I'm delighted to introduce to you today Paul Baranowski, who is the co-founder and CEO of Climate Edge. Uh, Climate Edge uh, are dedicated to the increasing the profitability and the uh, stability of smallholder agriculture, particularly in Africa. So welcome, Paul, and thanks for joining us today. Um, so if we can jump straight in, perhaps you could just explain what you do at Climate Edge. Yeah, of course. Thank you very much for having me, Duncan. So our mission at Climate Edge is to help organisations turn their expertise into interactive services that farmers use. So you already mentioned we, we specialise on smallholder agriculture with a large focus in emerging markets. Um, East Africa is a big focus. We launched in Kenya uh, earlier this year. Now, across the board, we work with a lot of different organisations, NGOs, um, private enterprises, and they all face very similar challenges. So whether they're trying to promote training for farmers or whether it's inputs like fertilizers, they really need farmers to be able to uptake new management practices. But the main mechanism that they have for actually communicating with farmers, engaging, interacting with farmers at scale is very much face to face. Anyone who knows smallholder agriculture will be aware of how remote smallholder farmers tend to be, how many of them there are, there's 500 million of them in the world. Uh, and being a very small kind of land area, each of them need very tailored advice. And simply achieving that through this face-to-face -face communication is, is a huge challenge. And ultimately, the bottleneck leads to this disconnect. So smallholder farmers ending up uh, left out of this advice, not receiving the support they need, and service providers really struggling to break through that bottleneck and actually deliver the value um, that they exist for. So what we've done at Climate Edge is built a communication platform that helps service providers leverage accessible and affordable digital communication channels. So things like SMS, things like voice, something that every smallholder farmer can actually access, whether they have a feature phone or a smartphone. So by actually breaking through that connection by making sure that you have interaction, engagement at scale, personalized support for farmers. Ultimately, the farmer does a lot better off. They have a lot uh, more stable yield. They can do a lot better. They have a lot fewer losses through things like pest or uh, incorrect input usage. And the service providers can actually have their value properly translated down to the farm level. They can actually help the farmers adopt their fertilizer, adopt their training, um, uh, and therefore be more successful at the organizational level as well. Okay, great. Thank you. And uh, so how do you get started and how did you sort of decide on finding, founding Climate Edge? What was the inspiration behind the business? So we started Climate Edge about six years ago um, in 2015. Uh, and James and myself, the other co-founder, were at Imperial College, which is a scientific university in, in London. We were doing uh, studying environmental technology, which is all focused on how you actually turn scientific research into um, applied benefits uh, at the ground level. And as part of that course, you do something called a thesis, which is six months actual practical application, working with real world organizations, trying to take what you've learned in theory and put it into practice. During that time, we were very fortunate to work with someone called Dr. Peter Baker. 
He is world-renowned in the field of sustainability um, and focuses on coffee specifically, which is obviously dominated by smallholder farmers. And he saw a world that was becoming increasingly challenging for these smallholder farmers, um, not just because of uh, industry changes that happened over the last 30 years, but also because of climate change. So during that thesis, we started off working with uh, world-class research institutes, helping them take these agricultural models and actually turn them into interactive services that farmers could actually use. And during that process, as we began to understand the problems, both on the research side, but also on the farmer side, we soon realized that the work that we were doing could be scaled beyond just research institutes and be applicable to a lot of different partners who are working in the field of smallholder agriculture. So if we fast forward to today, We've worked with a huge range of organizations, we worked with people like CABI, which is an international research organization, Unilever, so a lot of uh, multinationals, CropNuts, which is a private enterprise, um, one of East Africa's largest providers of soil tests. And taking that same principle of bridging that gap between people creating value and smallholder farmers to help them deal with these challenges, whether that's climate change, access to markets, access to information. Uh, and by bridging that gap, by creating that value, um, the farmers do a lot better and the service providers are actually a lot more successful at an organisational level. OK, thank you. So if we've got people tuning into this or catching up with us at a later time, um, and they're currently working in the, that space with smallholder farmers, what would you say were the sort of key things they need to follow to be successful? Yeah, so the way that we think about it is really broken down into three. So we think about it in terms of accessibility, we think about it in terms of engagement, and we think about it in terms of learning and iteration. So if you're working with smallholder farmers, especially with the smallholder agriculture, you have to be thinking about accessibility first and foremost. So that means making sure that you've got the basics right, that any farmer that has a feature phone can access your service. You see a lot of people... Uh, observing that smartphone adoption is increasing in these markets um, but this still does remain overall a fraction of of the number of people who you'll be dealing with on a day-to-day -day basis within smallholder agriculture tends to be a little bit more focused in urban areas so making sure that your service is not just available through high-tech exciting new technologies but accessible through those lower end technologies is something i'd hugely recommend Another thing is language as well, um, or just more generally localizing your service. So making sure it's not just available in English, but in Swahili or one of the local languages makes a massive difference for obvious reasons. Farmers can engage, understand the content in more detail. Um, and you also need to think about literacy. So that goes, it's obviously a, a gradient here, um, but when you're talking about accessibility, consider using voice alongside SMS. It's a, a very accessible format, very easy to understand. And if you are going to use SMS or other written formats, you know, make it short, make it very easy to understand. Um, delivering knowledge through SMS is never going to be as rich as, as being able to talk to someone face to face. And you have to just bear in mind that that concept and not try and deliver essays through a short form uh, format. So that's the accessibility side. The second is, is engagement. And here the focus is really you need to think about driving behavioral change. So the way that we approach this is think about what a farmer needs to do to adopt a new practice like break it down into the specific actions what information do they need and when do they need that information to make the decision so let's say that you want to do something like apply mulching 
Again, you want to blend face-to-face with SMS. So don't try and explain everything to do with mulching via SMS, but perhaps the details that easily get forgotten. So when you need to actually be pruning it, how uh, wide you need to be uh, planting your mulching strip, how far away from other other plants you need to do. Those sort of details like, oh, make sure you don't mulch within 60 centimetres of a tree stump tends to be forgotten when you actually get down to the decision making. And that's the kind of information you really want to be providing on time. And this is the kind of thing our platform focuses on. It's about how you actually create the content and then trigger it to arrive in a farmer's hand when they're actually doing it. And that's the kind of real power of digital. And the final bit after accessibility and engagement is learning and iteration. The odds of getting it right first time is basically zero. I think that goes for most things, but especially with smallholder agriculture, a very complex system, a lot of uh, unique kind of personal situations for farmers, what they can access in the local market, what they can afford, what's on their farm, what kind of crops they've got. You need to make sure that you're constantly just talking to farmers, seeing what works and seeing what doesn't work. That can range from basic things like NPS surveys, so net promoter score, just asking a farmer, how likely would you be to recommend the service I'm giving you to a neighboring farmer? If that's high, odds are you've got the basics right. If it's low, that's fine, but just go in and work out why that's the case. It might be something as simple as you're recommending fertilizer that they can't buy in their country and you just never noticed. Um, and then of course you want to go into more detail. So once you've figured out where stuff's kind of broadly going right or wrong, just go and talk to them as much as you can. It's very easy to assume that a farmer doesn't do something um, for an irrational reason, when actually 90% of the time you've probably made the mistake and, like I said, recommended a fertiliser that's not available or not taking into account the, the risk appetite that that farmer has for various reasons. And so, again, just don't don't go and try and build everything in one go. Do a little bit, see what works, improve, and keep keep rolling that forwards. And with those three broad areas, accessibility, engagement, iteration, and learning, that's the kind of framework that, that our platform is built off. And everything we do is to facilitate those three areas. And it's, it's really kind of the, getting that flywheel going that once you've actually understood the details, you can improve the service, get better results, build up your case studies and keep uh, keep keep growing um, and keep, keep creating more value. Okay, wonderful. Yeah, I'm sure there's barriers to adoption. There certainly is in the UK and no doubt there's there's equal or probably more challenging barriers to adoption in, um, in smallholder parts of the world because you've got the challenges of connectivity and language that you have to overcome. Um, sure. So given your relationship that's been established with AgriEpi, what do you feel the benefits of being involved with um, an organisation like ourselves has brought to you? Well, you mentioned it there, right? There's enormous challenges in most sectors, but smallholder agriculture specifically. Um, and for us as an organisation, the focus has to be on collaboration, not competition. There's so many problems to solve, so many uh, moving parts and individuals that need to be involved, that you need to build up a network of organisations that are all pulling in that same direction. And for us, that's really, I think, the value that AgriEpi provides is actually being a vehicle that creates that network um, and ultimately brings together all those moving parts and helps us make connections with service providers that are delivering finance or insurance or training or soil testing or whatever one of those myriad of of, um, services that a farmer needs to succeed. And that's why we're super excited to be a part of AgriEpi and that's the value that we've received from it so far. That's wonderful. Thank you for that, kind words. So do you have any sort of final things you'd like to sort of wrap up with just to, um, you know, highlight 
particular areas. Yeah, well, I think following up on that point, um, if you are working with smallholder farmers, uh, you want to leverage accessible, affordable communication channels, you want to interact, engage with your farmers at scale and ultimately be more successful, just get in touch. Whether we can help you or whether we know someone else that does in our network, um, yeah, we'd just love to actually push forward in this area um, and, as I said, create more value at the farm level. So you can either email us, which is info at climate-edge.co.uk, got a LinkedIn presence as well um, on Facebook uh, or contact myself directly, which is paul at climate-edge.co.uk. Oh, that's great. Thank you. And I'd say if anyone has any questions direct um, for you, we can we can point them in the right direction and introduce them at those introductions if, if that's helpful. Thank you. Um, well, that's wonderful. Thank you for your, your insight, Paul. Um, wonderful to hear from you and you know, the work you're doing with Climate Edge. And hopefully we can uh, help you sort of develop further and bring potential collaborative projects together with you. So thank, thank you very you much for your insight. It.